Hey everybody, my name is Dave Jackson and this is Tales from the Backlog, a video games podcast where I bring in guests to talk about the games that I've played recently. Today's episode is another edition of the Tales from the Backlog Lazy Sunday series, where we discuss indie games that can be played in five hours or less. My guest today is a friend of the show and Golden Feather collector, Ryan Delaney. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me, as always. Um, If you are just tuning in for this episode, Ryan was a guest on the Ghost of Tsushima and the Soma podcasts, so go check those out. Those were good discussions. But today, we're going to be talking about a short hike which is an adventure game developed and published by Adam Robinson Yu. That's right, one dude, basically, one guy, in 2019. A short hike. But before we do that, let's kind of talk about the other things we've been playing recently. So other than a short hike, Ryan, what have you been into? I've been really getting into Disco Elysium. Uh, I've got a chance to go a little bit through it so far, and I'm looking forward to doing more. Such a unique game. Uh, I've never played anything like it. It's uh, it's really something. What kind of character are you playing? I'm playing a psych, kind of psychopathic, uh, I don't know, idiot. A psychopathic idiot. He's not very smart. He's a little strong, a <laughs> little bit strong, but he has a very, um, he has a lot going on in his brain. There's a whole lot going on in his brain. Um, he uh, sometimes punches children, and uh, he likes to make kids cry. Uh, just a complete asshole. Uh, my partner Kim really doesn't know what to do with me. Yeah. Really uh, doesn't know about me. But yeah, it's, it's such such a good experience. How do you feel about Kim? Kim, man, he's a I don't know. He kind of grounds my playthrough in reality. You know, my guy's just so far out there. He's you know, a bumbling alcoholic. Lost my badge. Lost my gun. Uh, yeah, he kind of keeps my character grounded in reality. He's he's great, actually. I really like him um, just to keep the game moving along because if we didn't have him, oh, man, uh, my character wouldn't know what to do with himself. It would be I'd just be drinking in the drinking at the hotel every night. Dancing. Yeah, I, that's good, dude. If you if you happen to say like that, you didn't like Kim. I was just gonna shut this podcast down right now. Because yeah, yeah. Kim is yeah, Kim's great. Kim is Kim is so good. He he's one of the best characters like in any game that I've played. He's so good. All the writing in that game is just phenomenal. Just everything's just so good yeah. about it. Um, the the scenery, just everything is just so good. Just I don't know. It's like you're playing uh, your. You're playing your favorite sci-fi book or something, you know. Yeah, and you're playing the Final Cut version, right? Yes, I am with the voice acting, and the voice acting is also incredible. Yeah. They did such a good job with the voice acting. I'm very, very impressed with everything the game has to offer so far. Yeah. I was telling you for, like, a long time, like, hey, dude, like, all these other games you're playing, they're good, but you should really play Disco Elysium. And I'm yeah, glad well, you finally uh, glad you finally bit the bullet and went into it because that game is, is so good. Yeah, they had, had a sale for their second anniversary and I picked it up for 20 bucks. And Jesus, can't beat that, really. 20 bucks No, for that kind of game. And I'll probably end up playing through it multiple times. I'll probably get my 20 bucks out of it for sure. Yeah, whenever I play the game, I, uh, I make choices 
And then I say, okay, next next playthrough, I'm going to make a different choice. I'm already thinking about, within five minutes of starting the game, I'm already thinking about my next playthrough. It's that kind of game where I'm just like, I can't wait until next time to see what happens if I make yeah. this decision. 100%. You're going through your second playthrough, right? Yeah. So I'm also currently playing Disco Elysium. I'm playing on Switch, and it's so far it's... Other than some like load times, which are a little bit longer, but you know, if you play a lot of games on Switch, you're used to that. Um, yeah, the load times on uh, the PC or SS- SSD uh, load times, they're pretty bad for the game. Surprisingly, it's a little bit slow to load. Yeah, uh, considering you know, considering what the game is, it's not too graphically. Right. Uh, it's not too graphically demanding. Right. So anyway, like. I'm going through my second playthrough. Um, my first playthrough, I was a very like mental stats, like logic and um, you know persuasion and stuff like that. Uh, this time, I'm going full physical stats. So my character is a, just a complete idiot. Conceptualization and logic are like they're like zero or negative one or something like that, but. <laughs> I'm doing all like the physical stuff this time. And that's see been how, so much fun. A lot different. The stuff you're doing isn't different. Like you still have the same quests to fulfill. And I don't think you can like do them in super different ways, but the way you do them is different. So like there's, so like this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer for the game, but there's the character uh, Measurehead who is like this this race theory guy who's blocking your way. If you're playing a mental character, you kind of have to like go along with his race theory stuff and like um, you can internalize it and like believe it's true or you can kind of like trick him if you're good. Uh, if you're playing a physical character, you just like beat the shit out of him and like 360 spin kick him in the head and go past. So it's like that kind of differences in what you're doing. Right. Yeah, I uh, I tried to 360 kick him, but he uh, he wasn't having that. He wasn't having that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's just there's no there's no real combat in it. It's just rolling dice to see if you uh, can spin kick somebody. If you can't, you got to figure out a different way to get past it. You know. Yeah. What a cool what a cool concept. So good. One of the we'll we'll I'm gonna do an episode about Disco Elysium later, yeah. so I'm gonna keep my stuff a little bit close to the chest but like one of the things that i think is just great about disco elysium is when you do fail a check uh for those skills or for those things it's it's always fun like sometimes it'll let you just continue with what you did but even if you die because you fail a check the writing is so good and so creative that you're like i'm glad i saw that right yeah i agree and i was thinking about i was looking up uh you can just uh, edit your I and I on PC and just have full stats right. and just get a hundred percent rolls. I think you, there's no way to get a hundred percent. I think it's ninety-seven percent. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it seems like a, I was thinking about doing that. You know, when I was like an hour into the game, I was like, man, my second playthrough, I might just you know pass all my checks. But as you said, just failing the checks is fun. Uh, failing the checks yeah. adds so much extra dialogue to it, and. Uh, I mean, obviously, you get hurt. Your mentality gets hurt, and uh, you get depressed, and I don't know. So many cool (laughs) little ideas just packed into that game. And with that final cut, with the voice acting, it's uh, 
Perfect. You know, usually, I guess in the past, I never, I didn't play the old version, but you just had to read everything. Yeah. And, you know, I would have just, I would have been burning through that game a lot quicker because I read quite quickly. But I'm just letting all the dialogue play out. And it's oftentimes a lot slower than just reading it. Like 100% of the time, Same. slower than just reading it. But I let that dialogue play out because the voice acting is just so good. Yeah, my first playthrough was like like 22 hours or something like that. It's not a super long game, but that was before the voice acting. And I'm quickly realizing like this is going to take me way longer than that because the voice acting is very slow and deliberate and like each line is there's so much care and detail in it like I want to listen to all of it this isn't like a you know this isn't like some like the witcher or something I would start skipping through voice lines because uh, I can read faster than listening of course and you just skip through but in in disco I don't want to skip it because it's all so good and I'm just like this game's going to take way longer this time but I'm here for it because it's so good yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And there's even an option to turn off the voice acting. You don't even have to have the voice acting. But I'm not turning it off. I, I love listening to it. It's uh, the, vo- the all only the way you would turn that off if, is if you just hate all voice acting, which sure. I don't know if there's any game that's going to yeah. make someone become a believer in voice acting in video games. It's this one because this is it's the best voice acting I think I've ever heard in a video game. It's so good. I, I got to almost agree. Yeah, I got to almost agree. It just They did a wonderful job on it. And it's just so surprising that it happened. It was a free update, wasn't it? Yeah. So they did a free update uh, for the final version to add voice acting. And the amount of dialogue in that game is immense. They must yeah. have... Uh, the, the main voice actor, the, uh, the, the narrator, plays your, your brain, the narrator, basically, he must have had so many lines. He must have had a book lines he's basically reading a book on tape it said uh and he does a great job yeah yeah i wonder how, how long is that script must be a thousand well, pages <laughs> i remember reading that it took him it took him eight months to record all of his voice lines so yeah it's not surprising it's pretty crazy so yeah glad you're enjoying it apparently the full script is over a million words yeah that's uh that's, that's a lot of words online. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a, it's a lot of words that's a lot of voice acting but uh, it's fantastic so uh, let's move on from Disco Elysium and let's talk about a short hike So a short hike is a, uh, as the name would suggest, it's a pretty short game. There is a story, and I think that there is a part of this story that is a spoiler. It's something that you should experience for yourself. So there will be a very brief spoiler section at the end of this podcast. Uh, This is a very short game, 
So this may be a, a shorter episode than normal, but um, yeah, stay tuned for that spoiler section if you uh, have not played the game. Keep your ears out for that. So we're going to start with our histories with A Short Hike. Like, how did we hear about it? Uh, why did we play it? So Ryan, guest always goes first. So how about you? What brought you to this? Well, I noticed the game on the Switch store and it looked pretty cool. I wish listed it there. And then, um, I don't know, a couple months ago, you recommended it to me. You said that you played it and you liked it. And then I remembered I actually had it on a PC in a bundle that I picked up last year, a bundle that you recommended that I pick up last year <laughs> uh, with about 200 games in it or something ridiculous. It's that itch.io bundle, right? Yep, that one, the uh, itch, itch.io bundle. Um, so yeah, it's it was in there uh, along with you know 199 other games or something ridiculous. So I had it on there and I just loaded it up and went through it in about an hour and... Um, but I wasn't trying to be a completionist. I just kind of went through it at my own pace. And yeah, um, yep. it was it was a game. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, so I I bought that itch.io racial justice bundle um, last year. And I was kind of going, because people started putting out articles like, hey, this, this bundle has 6,000 games in it. Here's some that you should check out. And that a short hike was on all of those lists. So I was like, oh, that, that looks cute. I'll check that out. So I played it on PC. My first run through took me about an hour and a half. And uh, I played it again a couple days ago to refresh. And it took 35 minutes uh, once I like, since I know exactly what I'm doing now. And that includes going around and doing some side activities. I think if you know exactly what you're doing, you could probably beat this game in like 15 minutes, uh, just collecting enough feathers and going up. So the speed run is two minutes and 33 seconds. <laughs> well, the speed run is a but little that's bit. Speed run. Yeah, that's, that's speed running. That's glitches. And... Speed runners are another species. But yeah, sure. I think like, I think if you know where the feathers are and you're just kind of going as quickly as you can, you can probably beat this in like 15 minutes. But it's a good one to just take your time and explore around. So uh, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's uh, Let's kind of talk about the uh, mechanics and the gameplay of it. Actually, before we get to mechanics and gameplay, let's talk about like how this game looks and uh, the music. So um, I watched a uh, GDC talk with the guy who made this game, and he he was talking about how like his art skills kind of were a limitation when he was making the game. So he settled on this like 3D sprites with like big chunky pixels. And uh, it's a it's a kind of cool and unique art style. Like you can see the individual pixels on these uh, on these models, and it's a really colorful game, a really pretty. Like it's basically you're on an island with a mountain in the middle. So um, yeah, do you have any thoughts about the art style? Yeah, the art's it's pretty. It's obviously uh, very inspired by Animal Crossing. Uh, all the NPCs are animals with these big heads and little bodies. And uh, they have the same kind of characteristics and colors you would see in Animal Crossing. But yeah, the art style is great. It looks, uh, it, there's a couple of different options about how sharp you want it. But um, yeah, I mean, at the lowest setting, it probably looks like a PlayStation 1 game. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it runs smooth. It's, it's nice, smooth, and uh, the textures mm -hmm. are simple, but uh, they, 
there is there's nothing where you're like oh what's that thing i can't tell what it is yeah you know what a tree looks like or a bush or it's not terrible uh but it's um yeah it's very low res low poly for sure yeah uh, yeah i think i think he did a great job uh i think he uh delivery is uh very impressive actually for just one person doing it i was thinking about like how i would make a game like this one person oh no way it's tough yeah i'm not that creative yeah it's an interesting comparison to animal crossing i've never played an animal crossing game so that never came to my head but that is a cool uh a good comparison i think just seeing how they look especially the older ones like from the 3ds and stuff like that yeah absolutely and uh you know the dialogue with them is kind of cheesy cheesy dialogue that you'd see on animal crossing it uh if you like animal crossing you'd probably like this little game for sure i would i would imagine you would yeah um yeah it's got a very very similar art style and uh the music in the game i think is really good too um it's got this you know some pretty relaxing like whimsical like uh, i want to say like there's like you know an accordion in one of the main songs but what's kind of cool about the music is it's dynamic so depending on what you're doing the music will change and like you're going higher and higher up this mountain and like the music kind of changes as you're going or depending on what activity you're doing. It's, it's pretty cool. And again, like this is a very, I know this, this one person didn't do every single thing for the game. Um, there's more than one person's name in the credits, but like, it's a very cool accomplishment for such a small uh, group. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, the music is it's just really chill and it'll change depending on the situation. But it seems like it, uh, the dynamic of it, it, it doesn't just like cut the track off and go into the next one. The songs are quite, they're all really chill and relaxed. So they kind of fade into each other very uh, seamlessly. And it's just a really beautiful, it's just so relaxing to just sit back and play this. And just to listen to the soundtrack uh, would probably... I don't know. I, I listen to a lot of video game soundtracks, and I should probably pick this one up and uh, yeah, you know, put it on while I'm while I'm grading papers. Or we'll give credit to the uh, composer of the soundtrack. His name is Mark Sparling. So good job, Mark Sparling. This music is really good. Yeah, enjoy it. Way to go, Mark. Yeah, and uh, we kind of we talked a little bit about how it looks, but you're going through different like sections of a mountain so there's like a forest with these like really pretty fall colors there's a there's a snowy section as you get up higher on the mountain so looks and sounds really really good and again for such a small group making this game and you know most of it is just one person it's it's really uh really good but you know uh one person can make something that looks good but can they have a story and a game that's actually fun to experience? So we'll talk about the um, the gameplay a little bit. And so in the game, you play as this little bird. Uh, her name is Claire. And as a bird, you can do things that birds can do. You can run, uh, you can jump, you can like flap your wings a little bit, and you can glide. Uh, actually, you can't flap right away. You can at the beginning, you can jump, you can glide, um, and you'll soon collect a golden feather. And the golden feathers give you actions or stamina. So, like, you can flap your wings once for, like, a little double jump, 
Uh, but if you get more golden feathers, you can keep flapping. And each one takes a golden feather. And then it's kind of your stamina for climbing and sprinting, but mostly climbing. And that's what you're doing. You got to uh, find seven golden feathers to give you the necessary stamina to reach the top of the mountain. There are 20 in the game total. And as you're climbing or as you're flapping, you'll use up your golden feathers and then it refills instantly as soon as you touch the ground. So that's kind of like what you're doing in the game. And uh, I think that this game feels really good to play. And I can assume it, I played it with mouse and keyboard, which is always awkward for me. I can assume it feels really good on a controller. Yeah, I played it on contr- with controller and it was uh, felt great. Felt fine. And yeah, it's a very smooth game. It runs very smoothly. And um, yeah, it's, uh, there's a couple of pr- points where the camera was a little wonky. Uh, can you adjust the camera with the mouse? I don't think so, no. Uh, I think I controlled this only with the keyboard, actually, now that I'm remembering. The camera's a little wonky at points, but um, for the most part, it runs very smoothly, and it was it was good. I don't know how you would play it with a keyboard. I used to like playing third-person games with a keyboard, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm too old for it, I guess. I think it's like... um. If I'm remembering right, which I should remember right, it was just a few days ago, it's like the WASD, those keys um, are your, or like Z, like that side of the keyboard controls your actions, and then the arrow mm-hmm. keys control your movement. And uh, you bring a, gotcha. up a good point. I don't like playing with a keyboard either, but I just, when I'm playing PC games, I never can remember that like I can plug a controller in. I just... <laughs> always forget that that's even a possibility yeah i mean it's uh for certain games like this one or any third person game i need to have a controller but pretty much any other game i i i'm more comfortable with mouse and keyboard you know like i don't know how you're doing with disco elysium but i i don't know if i could play it with a controller the mouse and keyboard is just so much more comfortable for a game like that or first yeah. person shooters i cannot play a first person shooter on controller um I can, but it's always just kind of awkward. And I, you know, I grew up with the old Unreal Tournament and Quake Three, and all those old shooters. And so, going back to a controller for uh, first-person games is impossible for me. I just, I can't get it. I don't get it. See, I've I get so I get so annoyed with it. I've had my whole life with controllers, so mouse and keyboard is is really hard to get used to, even with shooters. But anyway. What made it what made a short hike fine with uh, a keyboard was the fact that this is not a difficult game, and I don't think you can die. I think the worst that'll happen is you just fall down to the you know a lower part of the mountain. So this is intended to be a, like a low stakes enjoyable game uh, that anyone can uh, enjoy, and uh, it's just a nice relaxing time. You just, you know, climb in the mountain, going through these, like, these jumps and gliding sections, and you get to some sections where, like, you you kind of have to conserve your feathers because they don't refill at certain points uh, when you get up into the frozen part. Um, but yeah, it, it's not a difficult game at all. No, yeah, and it's not designed to be difficult, right? It's, it's kind of designed, it's called a short hike, and it's kind of designed to be just you know, wander around and you know, 
you kind of do your little quests and but the quests kind of solve themselves a lot of times you know you just kind of come across things yeah and yeah it's it's not designed to be difficult it's just designed to be a relaxing little short hike you know yep and i felt myself while playing it i felt relaxed like i was hiking or something you know it's one of those really really relax really just chill laid back experiences that you don't yeah. find very often in games yeah so it's perfect for this lazy sunday series on this podcast here because i this is a great way to just spend a sunday afternoon yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's only an hour so not even a sunday right. afternoon just pop no, it in for an hour. <laughs> yeah and, yeah you could have uh, finish it before i finish my lunch basically yeah so we mentioned before like what you're doing is um your main goal is to collect enough golden feathers so that you have enough stamina to uh, make it up the mountain. And like I said, there's 20 of them total. You only need seven. You will definitely find seven. You can just you can just buy them too. Like you find money around and you'll get enough money to buy at least four or five of them uh, if you if you give like any effort at all. Again, this game is trying to be enjoyable it's not trying to test you on anything really um so i think the first time i finished it i had like 12 or 13 golden feathers when i replayed it the other day i think i finished with eight or something like that did you get close to collecting all of them i probably got 12 or 13 i i didn't do a lot of the quests some of them i couldn't figure out there's a couple it sounds kind of sad there's a couple that I kind of put some effort into figuring out, but I just couldn't do it. I basically just played until I was ready to ready to finish the game, really. I was just like, oh, well, this was fun, but, you know, um, let's just finish the game. Let's just go to the top of the mountain. Oh, shit. <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, uh, that's not a spoiler. It's Yeah. Next uh, next section in, in here is talking about the climb um, up to the top of the mountain that's your goal your goal is to get to the top of the mountain um and while you're going up the main path is like really well marked if you just follow the path and make sure you're always going up you'll find the top Uh, again not a game that's trying to frustrate you at all um but as you're going up there are a bunch of little diversions uh for treats everywhere Um, so there's side paths you'll be going up a path and you'll see a ledge below you you can drop down and get some treasure Um, this is a mini open world you can go anywhere right from the beginning as long as you have enough golden feathers Uh, there's the mountain and there's some uh, beach around it and then there's some islands out surrounding it and in the GDC talk uh, with the, the developer, he mentioned that those islands out there weren't there at the beginning, but during playtesting, all the players would just go swim out into the endless ocean. And he was like, I should probably just put something out there so they'll find something and then go back and play the game, you know? So there's a bunch of tr- uh, like diversions. There's money to find, there's items, and there's like side quests and stuff like that. And there's mini games to play. And a lot of these side quests are, Ryan, did you do any of the side quests or many of them? Yeah. Yeah, I did some, but like we said before, it didn't, they're fetch quests, but they didn't feel like collectathons at all. You just kind of just come across the items you're looking for. So you'll talk to somebody and they'll want some seashells 
and you're just wandering around and uh, you just come across seashells. You're not a- actively looking for seashells. I'm, I wasn't actively doing the quest. I wasn't, I wouldn't receive a quest from somebody and be like, oh, I got to go do that quest right now. I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll get it. I'll get to it when I get to it, you know? So it wasn't, it didn't feel like a collect-a-thon. It didn't feel like I was actually on any quest. I was just kind of, you know, completing the quest as I went along uh, just by exploring the place, just just exploring the island, completing the quest by just exploring, looking things. Um, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. It was a good part of the game. It was a good part of the game. was just um, the quest didn't feel like they were um, a burden at all. They're just... yeah. Uh yeah yeah you're gonna be walking around anyway if you see any seashells just pick them up yeah exactly later and like there I in in games and like games discourse there's like saying the word fetch quest is like a dirty word and I think that I think that fetch quests are a little bit outdated but in a game like this the saving grace for it is like you said there's a fetch quest where someone wants 15 seashells. And if you just play the game and beat it, you're going to find like 12 of them, even if you don't try that hard. And if you go off like a couple of side paths, you're going to find enough seashells. So like, it's not a burden. It's, it's going to happen naturally. Or there's uh, one quest because you need a shovel uh, to dig up these holes in the ground. I don't actually think you need it, but there's a part yeah, where you can get a shovel just like just like animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go again and the holes the holes look like animal crossing holes too oh do they yeah the little like the indention in the ground where you dig anyway so the um and this is another thing from that gdc talk uh you need to find a a plastic beach sand shovel and the guy will trade you for his regular shovel and the developer said that like enough people didn't find the shovel so he just put little plastic shovels all over the map so like you're guaranteed to find one and then as soon as you pick one up all the other ones disappear and so like there's little things like that that make you feel like oh shit there's that shovel i didn't have to go out of my way to find this i just you know found it it's a little developer trick but it works to make it so like you're doing this fetch quest but it's it happens naturally as you play and then, like, you need to take the shovel back to the dude who wants it, but he's 30 seconds away from you, so, you know, it's not a big deal. So there's these little side quests, things to do. Uh, they're not, you know, it's not The Witcher 3 side quests, but, like, this is not that kind of game. These are fun little things and these cute little characters with the things that they want. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I did a couple of them. Yeah, same here. Um just uh like, like you said they just kind of solved themselves naturally a lot of them um there weren't any quests that i did that i felt like i was uh it was a chore to do it was just like oh uh i lost my my uh, headband can you find it and then you just kind of come across it later or like you said with the shovels you just kind of come across you just kind of finish the quest without even actively doing the quests yeah really laid back and that headband quest you talk to the person who wants the headband and you walk literally 15 seconds down the trail and you see another character with a headband and if you just talk to them they'll give you the headband so it's like you know the game wants you to just have a a nice time with this absolutely they don't want you to stress out about stuff at all yeah for sure 
that that's a good kind of like ethos for this game is like nothing about this is supposed to be stressful um while at the same time you still need to go do all of these you need to climb the mountain you need to find the golden feathers but nothing is supposed to frustrate you here other than side quests you can get into some mini games when i played i did a little bit of fishing there is a kind of volleyball game you can play um, you can get running shoes and kind of like run around with these people that are like these marathon runners that are running around the island um, did you get into any mini games at all I did a. I'm a sucker for fishing in games. I mean, this wasn't the most complex fishing game in the world. It was also quite similar to Animal Crossing. Uh, I did a little bit of fishing, and I did the beach stick ball. I, I got the feather from the beach stick ball game. Um, I was gonna do some races, but I'm not really crazy about racing. So I tried a couple of the races out, and I passed them. But there's probably like five or six different races you can do in the game. I don't know. You have to check me on that one. There's a few different races you can do, but I just, uh, I'm not too big on that kind of thing. And that's the beauty of the game is it doesn't force you to just do one thing. Uh, if you don't like fishing, you don't have to. Uh, if you don't like doing the volleyball game, you don't have to do that. Uh, it doesn't force you to do any of these quests. You just have to do, figure out how to get seven feathers. And like yeah. Dave said, you can, you can just, uh, you can get them from, finding money around the, the island you can go buy them yeah so it doesn't force you to do anything you don't want to do uh, which i like because i don't really care for racing yeah and i i played the fishing mini game it was you know i caught a fish i did like the intro you know the tutorial for fishing and i was like i get it i i'm done i don't need to do any more of this and then yeah like you said it's not like i need to sit through a half hour of fishing to get a golden feather or something i don't I don't even know if you get a golden feather for it, but I didn't need it. So if I didn't like it, I could just move on and it was fine. But I don't know. It's just a, a bunch of cute little relaxing, very, very low stakes things you can do uh, on the island. So let's talk about the story. Uh, this will be the last thing we talk about before the spoiler wall. In the story, like I said before, you play as Claire, uh, who is a little bird. And in the opening cutscene, Claire is dropped off by her mom uh, for an island vacation. You're staying with your aunt, who's like a ranger in this park. And your task is to climb the mountain, which we said earlier. The reason you're climbing the mountain is because people say that there's cell phone reception at the top. So Claire sounds like a little millennial bird, just like me. Um, if you talk to your aunt, you get a very, very vague clue as to why uh, you need reception or why you should want to go to the top. But um, you're not really sure why until you get to the top. It's a spoiler, so we're not going to say now, but I will just say that the payoff when you do get to the top of the mountain is worth the climb. So, uh, Ryan, without spoilers, real quick story in this game, what do you think? It's super basic, right? Uh, and it's fine. Uh, the NPCs add—they don't add too much to the story, but uh, they're they're fun, cute little characters, and it has a nice little aesthetic to it. To where, yeah, going to visit the all the NPCs and seeing what they're about, and 
getting their little lines of dialogue, their cute little lines of dialogue. Again, it reminds me of Animal Crossing. I only played the three, uh, the DS one of Animal Crossing, but it, it does remind me of the time that I spent in Animal Crossing way back in the day. The other characters, like the the other NPCs, are cute, and their dialogue is is kind of it's funny, it's cute dialogue. It's you know, no one is you know, you're not saving people in times of crisis. They're all you know, animals out here on this beautiful island too. Um, they're not all super, super happy, but this is, again, this is a relaxing, good times game, and those NPCs just kind of like add to that. They add a little, just a little flavor to the world. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And um, yeah, like I said before, the story, it's nothing to write home about, but um, it's fine. It's yeah. it, this game isn't meant to be a heavy story based game, really. Yeah, we'll see after the spoiler wall. Maybe we'll get into something a little heavier. But yeah, for the most part, it's just meant to be a relaxing little vacation, little hour long vacation, right? Away from reality. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, any other things about playing the game that we didn't touch on? Um, not really. Uh, just the feathers we you use those as kind of stamina and when you're there's one mechanic that i really kind of liked was when you're on the mountain and uh it's colder your feathers freeze so you can only use them once until you find a place to heat up uh one of the more challenging bits of the game but even then it wasn't very challenging uh so you can only use your your feathers don't recharge until you you know warm back up right um yeah, I kind of hinted at that earlier. You need to find like a hot spring or a campfire to warm up, but like, you know, you'll solve the kind of like traversal puzzle that's laid out for you, and then there's a campfire right there. Right. Yeah, they're not hiding them. They're not hiding them from you. There's nothing yeah, this... challenging about it. If you if you make a mistake, you just go find a campfire back down the mountain. Try it again. Right. Uh, like you said before, the worst that can happen is you fall down the mountain and then you spend another one minute or two minutes going back <laughs> Yeah, up. exactly. Yeah. This isn't like trying to find a bonfire in Dark Souls or something like that. Like this, it's, yeah, it's, it's to give you a little challenge. There's these little traversal puzzles, but like, again, the the developer wants you to have a good time. So these are these are fun little challenges, but nothing that's going to frustrate you. And like we said, the game controls really well. It's it's pretty intuitive what you're supposed to do when you when you come to a new obstacle or like a set of platforms or something like that. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, okay, so before we get into the spoilers section, we want to just give our like final thoughts in summary of a short hike. Uh, like, do we recommend it? Stuff like that. So guest gets to go first. Ryan, uh, what are your final thoughts about a short hike? Yeah, I fully recommend it. It's nothing great. It won't blow your mind. It won't blow your mind, but it is something that if you just needed to chill out on a Sunday afternoon, you want to listen to some pretty good music and just do some cute little quests and see some cute little animals, I would I would recommend it. I'd recommend it. You can obviously pull out a lot more from the game than I did. I, I kind of, I didn't speed run through it, but you know, I just played it until I was just kind of tired of playing it and just finished it. Uh, you can do more fishing. You can play the games more. You can do the races. Um, but yeah, if I'm a bit tempted to go back and replay it, if I feel like I need something to cool out to, 
um, I'll go do that. Uh, yeah, pick it up. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, a wonderful, relaxing little game. Uh, for me, it did have kind of an impact that I do think about sometimes uh, after I was done playing it, which is an accomplishment, I think, for a game that you can beat in a half hour. If you're, like I said before, I wasn't rushing. I just kind of knew what to do, and I still beat it in a half hour. So this this really is the perfect game for, you know, a Sunday afternoon or, you know, less time than that, you know. But it it's just a really good, like, chill-out, happy game. You know, the NPCs are happy and cute. Uh, there's no combat. You can't die. It's pretty easy in general to get to the top of the mountain. Uh, it's just a nice, enjoyable little game. And uh, the art and the music really contribute to this. And I've said it lots of times before, but this is the work of uh, basically one person with help, of course. But it's basically one person. And this is a really nice achievement by... Uh, one person making a game, it briefly made me think like, hey, this guy made a game, I could make a game. And then I thought, no, this guy's really fucking good. I probably, it would take me the rest of my life to learn how to make even a game like this. That's not to reduce a short hike at all. I think this game is awesome. And it's definitely worth a uh, try, especially if you, you know, you will find it cheap. Even at its full price, it's not an expensive game. So with, uh, with really short games, I like to think about, like, not quite dollars per hour, but, like, did I enjoy playing this more than uh, going to the theater to see a movie, which is going to cost me 20 bucks? And yes, I did. So full price for this game is definitely worth it, even though I got it in a bundle. Um, if I didn't, I would still not have regretted paying you know, $7 or whatever the asking price is for this. So yeah, good game. Good game. All right. So we're going to kind of wrap up the no spoiler section of the game. So if you don't want to be spoiled on a short hike, uh, like I said, the story is very, very simple, but I do think the, uh, what happens when you get to the top of the mountain is something that uh, is worth experiencing for yourself. So if you want to tap out now and go play the game, like we said, it takes like an hour to play it and then listen to the rest. Uh, well, I will never know. So whatever. I'm uh, blissful in my mm -hmm. ignorance over here. So thank you for listening. Stick with us if you want to hear the spoiler section. If you want to support the show, please subscribe on your platform of choice. Leave a rating and review if you can and spread the good word. I also do a podcast called A Top 3 Podcast, where each week we pick a topic, we pick our top three in that category, and we discuss. That's a good time, and I'm sure you want to hear more of me talking, so check out A Top 3 Podcast. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is spoiler time.
Okay, we're back, and it's spoiler time for a short hike. So, this is going to be brief because there's not a whole lot to talk about, but you climb up the mountain, and you get to the top, and you're kind of like, there's this beautiful like aurora at the top. Um, you're kind of admiring the view, and you kind of forget for a second, like, the reason you came up there was because there's cell phone reception. And uh, you get a phone call. And it's from your mom. And she says that she's had an operation while you've been gone that I think she, like, didn't tell you about. Like, she dropped you off for a vacation and then went and had surgery and then called you when it was done. Everything went okay with the operation, but it's still, like, a kind of very short but, like, kind of powerful little moment there. What would you think of the ending? I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, like you said, she, uh, the main character, Claire, she had a problem with her mom uh, who had surgery. And you could kind of feel some sort of angstiness with her because she is, Claire is a kid, basically, right? She's, like, hanging out with her aunt. And, um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, it, it felt like uh, she missed home a little bit. Claire missed home, and she was away from home, and she wanted to be home, but she was doing her best to enjoy her time on the island by collecting seashells and garbage and riding around in boats. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was cute. It's a cute game, right? Uh, yeah. It, it wasn't like uh, her, grand, her grandfather died or something. It wasn't like something so right. serious. It was like, oh, I had surgery, but I'm fine. Don't worry. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't terrible news. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was... Um, it did give a feeling like she missed home or she uh, she wanted to be with her mom when her mom needed her. But um... yeah, and like in the in the opening cutscene, there's kind of a moment where like like Claire is like not super excited about going to the mountain. She's going because her mom is taking her there. So like I think you're right that she's kind of like, oh, this is why this is why I'm here. Like, why didn't you tell me like something like that? It's not like in a, an angry way. It's just like, a, Oh shit. Well, okay. I'm glad you're okay. Like that. Right. I don't know. Like the ending kind of like, kind of worked for me in an emotional way because well, like for listeners, uh, you and I, Ryan both live overseas, uh, from our families. So like, I don't know about you, but I've gotten phone calls like this where it's like, by the way, you know, so-and-so's in the hospital so i've gotten news like this over the phone and i think the ending kind of like connected with me in that like in that way because i've been away from my family for a long time yeah and i agree with you um we're in the same boat in that situation uh for sure and it didn't make me connect with claire in a way that i think a lot of people uh wouldn't usually connect with her um but i mean anybody who's been to you know, summer camp or something and spending time away from family. I think they uh, can have an immediate connection with Claire, but yeah, just the news of uh, hearing shocking news while being kind of helpless to do anything. Right. Um, and just kind of, we might be digging too deep into this. This is a very simple game, no, but yeah, I mean, just that kind I of like feeling of I don't helplessness. Think so. I don't think so. I mean, you like, think so? no, it's, I mean, in the game, this is like, this conversation happens. It lasts literally like 10 seconds. But like, I don't know, it just hit kind of a a feeling I've had lots of times. Like, both of my parents 
had COVID and like back when, like before vaccines happened. And so like that phone call, it was kind of like that where it was like, Oh shit. And it's kind of like that helpless thing where it's like, you know, I'm across the Pacific ocean. I can't exactly like go home. Just like Claire can't, she's on an Island somewhere. I don't know where it is, but you're right. It, it, it's a simple game. It's a simple story, but like it has this very brief moment that connected with me maybe a bit more than you, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, me as well. It, it did. She did seem helpless. And, uh, I, I don't, I guess that's probably what the developer was going for. But yeah, like you said, it's only 10 seconds or something. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, well, that's the game. Yeah. Well, then she's, and, and like mom is fine. So you have this very brief, like, oh no. Oh, well, she's okay. So everything's fine. And right. then um, that's not quite the end of the game because there's one more thing, which I think is really cool. I didn't want to spoil this uh, before the spoiler wall. So you get this uh, this, this kind of, tough emotional conversation but things are okay and now you're allowed to feel good again and then an updraft uh, appears above one of the hot springs you could like jump in the updraft and fly up way up into the sky and then you can glide your way down the mountain and like the soundtrack kicks in it's this really cool uh like majestic theme that plays when you're going down and it takes a while if you, as long as you don't like nosedive down, it takes a while to get down to the bottom. Like if I say it takes 30 seconds, it doesn't sound like a long time, but when you're playing a game and you do anything for 30 straight seconds, it does feel like it takes a while. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I did too. I really enjoyed uh, just flying around the mountain and seeing all the different places I've been from a different vantage point. And the game's pretty, you know, it's uh, it has a good draw distance. So you can see a lot from, way up there and you can see the little boat docks and the people playing their um their stick ball game and yeah it's it's nice to just get a nice little brief overview of the island uh, that you just spent the last 45 minutes dicking around in exactly uh, it was a cool little conclusion to the game it kind of showed off um yeah just here's what you've been doing uh, because obviously you're a little more zoomed in when you're on the mountain and everything's so you're seeing the trees and not the forest. And when you're at the top, you see the forest, you can see everything. And yeah, it's cool. It was interesting. Yeah. And you can do like, you can do at least one full circle around the mountain. You can see the entire thing. Um, and it, it's, it's a very small, but it's a very uh, like densely, packed open world like there's a lot of stuff to see and do uh, in this small space so as you're going you're gliding down you're like hey there's the runner guy and then you're you're going to hey there's the dude that's sitting on top of the boat and there's that little snarky kid that wants the seashells and you see all the people and all the places that you like you said that you spent the last 45 minutes or an hour with and uh yeah it's just really cool and the, like i said before the soundtrack really kicks in during that it's a it's a very cool way to finish the game, and there's no credits, um, as far as I know. Maybe maybe the credits are. I think the credits are in the opening cutscene because, um, you get to the bottom and the game doesn't end. You you're still free to go explore and do whatever you want. But for all intents and purposes, that is the end of the game. You can climb back to the top of the mountain and glide back down again if you want to, which I did. 
uh, my second playthrough um, because I accidentally nosedived and it took five seconds to get to the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, cool, cool way to uh, to finish just a cool little game. Overall, really relaxing. And yeah, good, good. Yeah, I think we said it all pretty much. Chill out game. Um, I'd recommend it, especially if uh, you can pick it up for less than five bucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, it seems like it routinely goes on sale wherever it is. Uh, or you might just check an old uh, bundle that you have and it's probably just sitting in there. Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening this far. And once again, I want to say thank you to you, Ryan, for joining me and talking about a short hike. Yep, thanks for having me as always. And for everyone listening, if you want to support the show one more time, uh, the best thing you can do is tell people about it share the social media pages, um, talk to me on the social media pages, check the episode description for that. And yeah, give us, give a rating and review if you can, subscribe, you know, all the normal podcast stuff. So thank you again, and we will see you next time. Yep, take care.